0: the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments.
1: Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit?
0: I better be. I'm here,
1: right? Uh, Yeah, me too. Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. And we are today going to be talking about saying yes to spirit and
2: conflict. (laughs) Hmm. Huh. Kind of as interesting as uh, crisis last week, right? Was it crisis? Something with a C that was... uh... Similar to conflict. (laughs) All of
1: our themes this month begin with a C. All of them begin with a C. And so, yes, last week we talked about something.
2: (laughs) If it wasn't crisis, I'm in trouble.
1: Last week we did talk about crisis,
0: but before that
1: we've talked about um, some other C-words. <laughs> we talked about creativity, and before uh, that we talked about competition.
0: Because it
2: is the last Saturday in April. Yes,
1: so next month we... So do we go we, to
2: D next month? Or no, no, next
1: month we go to something else. Completely. Ah,
2: okay, okay.
1: So um, any connection between crisis and conflict?
2: You know, I just think uh, conflict is a, is a mini-crisis. So does the whole show, just we can replay last week's show? <laughs> I think it was some sort of
1: similar... Except that we ended <laughs> the conversation on crisis saying there really is no such see? thing as a crisis.
2: See?
0: so... And I, I don't
1: know if we could say there really is no such thing as conflict.
2: Conflict, conflict. That would be interesting to see where it goes. I, um, But I think... Conflicts, if they're not resolved, by the way, can turn to a crisis. That would be my connect the dots. I I know many times in my life I can look at things, little things, like I didn't return a phone call because I was nervous about conflict or I was nervous to, you know, quote, unquote, confront someone or take ownership of my behavior and feel fearful that they were going to confront me. Um, And so I would avoid, avoid, avoid. And then it became a crisis because I was having to, you know, change my route to work and not go shopping <laughs> at the same store to, you know, avoid this person that I now had a crisis with, because I couldn't call and say, you know, it's just not really working for me to see you on Tuesday nights or something simple. Something simple, Something right? simple initially, right, right? Yeah, so I would think that that's why I connected up, is conflicts not cared for and taken care of lead to crisis. Okay, I won't argue with you on that Thank because,
1: you know, I'm not the one that has the need that we connect the dots every week with the thing from the previous week, so it's like, oh, okay, if that's what works for you,
2: then I'm cool with that. I am all about routine. You know, it's funny, <laughs> growing up, we had several um, family reunions and rituals around holidays, and i I find myself even still now, thirty years later, and not having had those routines, every holiday, I have this knee jerk reaction to "Oh, I miss you know at twelve o'clock noon, every Thanksgiving we used to do and it's It's interesting how I do get into you know some people have called them ruts, I tend to call them just routines and rituals that are very healthy, so it's all perspective, but yes, I do like to have the consistency of connecting do the dots from last week to this week, so Okay, thank you. So, can we take a break now?
1: <laughs> and then come back and talk about and figure yes. out what we're going to talk about as it relates to conflict and saying yes to spirit. Right. Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. I'm Tracy.
2: And I'm Leslie.
1: All day today. <laughs> Next week we may switch, but <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: that's who right. we
1: are today. And our theme today is conflict.
2: So uh, if we have conflict, the, the whole idea of conflict, I think has several different layers. I can have conflict with myself. Mm-hmm and that certainly, you know, is more my experience today than conflict with other people. I tend to um be able to pretty quickly resolve conflict with other people as understanding it's about them and not about me and, you know, just I say prayers for them, poor souls. But uh now I go <laughs> into conflict that it's really like, is a you. Is that good? Is that good? Is that is that smooth?
1: No, because that's like no. if anything that's wrong is with yeah, them. them. I didn't do it. And I pray else. for them. Yes, you know, that's <coughs> right. You know, no. that's okay, okay.
2: so care. let's talk more about this conflict <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> your
1: self image and your self-understanding and self understanding and awareness. Self
2: self conflict. You know, watching myself, you know, continue to take actions that don't serve me. And it really is Interesting, because I have such an acute awareness of it now, and so the so the observation of Oh my golly, look there I go again, not completing that project or not making that phone call or you know laying down horizontally when I should be sitting up and working kind of thing, and it's um that conflict, that inner conflict of knowing one thing and doing another. So that's my, when I initially think of conflict, that's what I think of now. I don't really think of conflict with people so much anymore. Maybe that's because I don't know anyone but you, Tracy. So um, uh-huh. so I don't have conflict that I think of with people, but I really struggle with that conflict within myself.
1: So maybe we'll do the show on inner conflict because I would agree with you that I know this conflict more when when I'm looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, when I am noticing that the way things are in my life are not the way I really want them to be, mm-hmm. but then I'm in conflict because if I know what I need to do to get a different
0: outcome, mm-hmm. it's like
1: I either don't want to work that hard or I like the idea of it but I'm not executing it. hmm I absolutely know what I want, mm-hmm. and my actions aren't supporting me getting there, and I can see it. And yeah, it, it is. It's a conflict of okay, Tracy. What do you What do you really want? Because mm-hmm. what you're getting represents what you really have wanted mm-hmm. in the past. So, uh, if you want something different, you want to do something different
2: which brings back to what Reverend Beatrice was talking to me a few weeks ago about the commitment behind the commitment. I say I want to lose weight, but then really what I do is eat the brownies, so my real commitment is to pleasure, is what her example was. And I, you know, I've really, um, you know, I've been through so so much therapy and so much different things. I I think I've grown beyond the conflict of self, you know, abuse and self-sabotage, and now it's more of this, you know, stepping into the greatness, the Marianne Williams quote, and I think that's more, and maybe just a general commitment to laziness. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's just well, really my plot. Is to that it, I it's got to be I'd rather which is
1: hilarious I'd rather because that's a commitment to, well, I'll do it if it's easy. Yeah. Well, you're the one who every week brings up <laughs>
2: we have to work at it. <laughs> you know, it's important to work at this. not that funny? Gosh, there's just not enough time in the day to figure out what's going on in my head. That's true. That's true. I do. I, I think I have, like we said, some preset button that says I have to work at it.
1: And you don't want to. And I don't
2: want to work at it because I think I shouldn't have to work at it. And it should just all come, which ultimately is really that's a my conflict. belief. And that's a conflict in belief. Oh, this is so good. Thanks for showing up today, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because I think my core belief and true belief is, it absolutely should just flow into the zen of life. I really do believe that. So, yet I have this other operating I mean, belief. Opera, I was going
1: to say an uh-huh. operating belief that you
2: have to work at have, it. You, it have you have to really work for
1: anything that's worth your attention. Mm-hmm. And so, those are battling each other. Mm-hmm. And the one that's had the most exposure in the past is mm-hmm. winning. Mm-hmm. If you don't work for it, then you don't deserve it. If mm-hmm. you don't work for it, it can't happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: you believed that longer or more strongly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that certainly was a message, you know. Of course, growing up, everything had to be worked for and deserved, and you know, really plotted out. It was rough. It was tough. It wasn't an easy toe to toe. And yet, this other little piece of me that's like, no, yeah, just to be, you know, I'll do it all the time. I kind of have fun with it. That's the kind of the the true self that I think bubbles up every now and again. But then the other it's just Sitting there patiently waiting for <laughs> you to someday, someday awaken to the idea that it could be possibly true. What is yeah. the, uh, Paul, what is the monkey linen song, the uh, needle song, what if there was no hell, or what if <laughs> oh, monkey, monkey linen. beetle. Oh, monkey
1: linen. I'm like, where is I'm she going? So on here. Okay, I don't know. Song okay. about what?
2: what? That uh, what if there was no hell or what if, you know, how would we... Imagine? Imagine, that's it, see? I'm so glad you're here. You know, if there really was just nothing to be in fear of or nothing to be in conflict with, if it was all just all good all the time. Imagine.
1: Yeah, that would be good. I'm not sure if this is related or not, but... Something one of us said in the last five minutes made me think about it. It's a, um, something that I came across last night that I wrote a year and a half ago mm. um, for someone else. And it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. But it just seems to connect. So if you are waiting for treatment to change your life, Remember, the law can only say yes to what you truly believe. If you're waiting for the external world to get better before you jump in, remember there is no birth or death, just this present moment. Whatever you are waiting for is patiently waiting for you to look in the mirror and say, with full belief, yes, now Mm. I am ready. Mm. And I think the reason that Came to me just now. You know, thinking about it was when we, um, when we have this conflict. You know, it is. It, it's that conflict between what I say I really want, what I want from myself, or what I want from the external world. But we just kind of sit back and oh, it'll come or it must happen but our inner core beliefs are the ones that are in conflict. Uh-huh. And so it it looks like we're just sitting and waiting for somebody else or something else, but it's really the false belief that's keeping us locked into this pattern of separation.
2: Now that's really deep. Let's really say that again and slower.
1: So when, because we're starting down this track of Inner conflict, I think that's why that jumped back into my memory again because the spiritual self of us, the part of us that says, yes, to spirit says, yes, you can have whatever you want, whatever you really want. All my job is is to say yes and support you in that as long as it's not hurting someone else, right? Right. But when we're sitting and just waiting or we're doing behaviors that are different from what we say we want, then really it's more kind of this, it is that conflict. It's that conflict between us stepping into our own power and moving forward Uh and growing Uh and choosing. The conflict between that and the conflict between what, It's always been comfortable or what we've always known or believed before.
2: So, but externally we tend to say or see it as if I just, when I get that new house or when I resolve this issue with my husband or when I have enough money or there's some external thing that we think we're in conflict with that needs resolution when really the deeper issue is the internal conflict (coughs) within that we're kind of, for whatever reason, that I'm not really owning, and so I'm pointing again the one finger out when it's really the three fingers coming back at me. Yes. That kind of idea, yes, yes, yes.
1: So it's no wonder that we find ourselves in conflict with our highest good.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's no wonder that we find ourselves, what we think of as being in conflict with spirit or god right cuz god's not fixing things or giving us what we really want when god is just like hey when you get out of your own way it's sitting right there waiting for you you right. know you just can't see it right because you know you can't see
2: beyond what you're creating as the conflict the laziness or the you know messy house or the extra weight are we talking about you or me? Oh, that would be me um, <laughs> that's the conflict that I throw out there is the things that I'm not obviously dealing with, and that's creating conflict, but really, the conflict is the underlying <laughs> kind of i can I have to work at it has to be hard. I can't just you know sit back and enjoy because I think I do think when the conflict is resolved internally. There's absolutely, yeah, exactly right. It's instantaneous that, that, that this peace comes in. And there is activity that happens, but it doesn't come off as work. It doesn't feel like work. And so it becomes joyful, playful activity. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay, fine. And your inner complex, Tracy, do you need to desire to share any of them?
0: Not really. Oh, okay, good.
2: <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I I have more. I get not okay. No, but I
1: don't. I mean, I, not in, in any detail, and not, and mainly just because I don't think it serves. But I think the, um, you know, the inner conflicts I have are no different than the majority of folks. Because even people whose lives, you know, look like they're going really well face those kind of conflicts. So it's like whatever we say we desire, but we're not seeing in our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and at different stages, that's different things. So, yeah, so I'm in this stage right now of feeling this uh, conflict between, you know, being busy and going after clients and, you know, wanting to do really good work and not seeing the money, you know, not seeing that turn into revenue, financial flow, financial prosperity, and and it's feeling like work, like like oh, how you uh-huh. how you define work. Interesting. You know, yes. after we've had all those conversations about the word work for me, really, generally is joyous. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I get to do this in the world. Wow, and I, you know, because I in my 30s, really spends time redefining what does work mean for me right. and how do I want to do work in the world and how can that be in alignment with what's important to me and what skills and talents I have. So, you know, it's been more than 20 years since I really thought of the word work as a burden or as difficult or as challenging. And, hey, maybe it's your fault, you know. I'm certain it is. Maybe well, that I've you have been was... hanging out with yeah. you know, that you've been infiltrating you know, a different concept of work
2: in my head, and now it's
1: hard.
2: I, I've always known I have that kind of power to take <laughs> over the lives of others. I think I just have to remove you and your <laughs> influence from my life. That's what I've always said. That's why it's the other people's fault. <laughs>
1: I just thought I would model that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I mean that the um, that sense of financial flow, um, not being in the financial flow, is a is a conflict for me. That about fifty percent of the time I blame it externally, not on you, but on the economy, or you know, on clients not having past clients not having the budget. Um, a shift in interest, all things external to me. Mm -hmm. And in about 50% of the time, it's my own conflict, like, okay, so what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And am I willing to do things that I haven't done in the past? Am I willing to make cold calls? And the answer still is no, but would I have a different stream of business if I were willing to make cold calls in industries and with, individuals and companies that I never, ever tried to have as clients before, you know. So so that, that conflict of, uh-huh. oh, I could
0: try this, uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: but no, 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 that's not for me. I don't like that. That's not comfortable. You know, I'm not good at that. And that inner conflict goes back and forth so I don't get a new result because I'm not doing new things.
2: And, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking – the inner conflict then sort of takes a life and sort of becomes the thing. Yes. Instead of resolving it becomes It
1: becomes its own Yes its own whole issue. Right.
2: Yeah. And so how to really how do we step totally out of that and step into saying yes to spirit? I mean is that something that like you're saying with your finger snapping, is that transition that can occur instantaneously? I would have to say yes.
1: I agree. I I agree when you really decide, when you really decide. When you really decide from the inside out, you know, okay, beginning now, it's different. Beginning this moment, this is a new perfect moment. Beginning right now, I'm going to do something differently than I have in the past. That the shift has occurred at that moment. So, Taking the action made be a process, but the shift has
2: occurred. Well, talk to me about that a minute, because there's an old 12-step joke. There's a third step for 12 steps, and honestly, made a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of God. And they talk about that being a pivotal first step, talks about awareness or acceptance, and the second step is something about awareness. The third step, you're making this decision. Yeah. The fourth step is when the action starts, and you you make an inventory. But I had a sponsor once that said, you know, everybody says put such focus on the third step, making the decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of God as I understand him, her, it. And she said there's three birds. She was telling me a little bit of a joke to make a point. Three birds sitting on a wire. Two decide to jump off the wire and fly away. How many birds are left on the wire? Tracy? Three. Yes, see, I said one, because, you know, I was into the whole idea that deciding was actually action, but you're right. All three are still there. Two just decided. They didn't actually take any action. Right. So with that idea then, how do we, by shifting the belief, is that actually, is shifting the belief different than than making a decision? And if I shift the belief, is that actually an active kind of thing that I'm shifting my belief? I'm not just deciding to shift, but I actually in, within the core, of the nucleus of who I am, I now believe.
1: I think, and this is, you know, just for me personally, it's like the conversation we had about faith, that, you know, for me, belief plus action demonstrates faith, that faith has to be actually, you have to do or say something that um, demonstrates what you believe, mm-hmm. and that the when you're just believing it, it's just in your head. And so I think a decision happens internally; that it's an internal process. I decide, and uh, action is required then for that to demonstrate in my life. So when I say I decide, universal law says yes. And as soon as I start taking action, I then begin to see how the universal law is making that present in my life. But if I decide and universal law says yes or God says yes, you can have that, yes, it is yours. Yes, I am reconfiguring all the molecules of everything in the world so that that is within your reach and you just have to reach out and grab it. I still have to reach out and grab it. I have to make the phone call. I have to um, ask the question. I have to say the daily prayer or create an affirmation. I have to uh, pick up the phone and apply for the job. I have to do something. The decision says, you know, is the declaration or is the, the prayer, it's the request, it's the demand on the universe. But it won't go it won't turn up into physical form until I do something that says, Yes, I'm serious about this.
2: So my action in a way is affirming my belief. Whereas now my actions are affirming This kind of, you know, it either has to be work or I'm too lazy or, you know, it's not supposed to be this way. I'm affirming the conflict.
1: You're affirming the old. And then, you know, when we talk about um, shifts in your life, that, you know, someone who's 40 years old and for 40 years... They've been doing something a certain way, and then they make a decision that, you know what, I don't have to do it that way anymore. I want something different for my life. They make that decision and everything begins to be laid out for them, but if they don't take a different path, if they don't make new friends, if they don't do the research to find out, you know, what schools are out there, let's say they decide they want to get a degree... If they don't surround themselves with people who are going to support that new plan, then their one decision is one percent say of a hundred percent of what they know and do. Ninety-nine percent is what they've been doing for forty years. Mm-hmm. Right. So especially if it's even if you have some feeling around it about this is important for me. It's not one percent is not going to overpower ninety nine percent. So every time that person makes a phone call, um, talks about what they do want, take takes action that supports that. Right. Then that's going to you know add another percent. When they get it to the point where it's fifty one percent of what they think about when they think about themselves, what they do, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: then that's going to overpower the forty nine percent that's remaining from forty thirty nine years of whatever it was I mean that so it's sometimes it's really helpful to think about it, it you know, I, like you know I don't think it's uh you know technically really like numerically fifty one percent and you know the universe, the angels gods, you know that there's not somebody out there okay, keeping score well, let's weigh how many ounces are over here and how many ounces are on the left side. But it's that sense of, what do I really think about more?
2: Yeah, what's well, the tipping point? That's a common yeah, term. Yeah, tipping point tipping is a good And yeah. there is a movie out in the theaters called mm-hmm. I Am, Mhm. and it talked That'd about in there about um, a certain type of deer. And that they used to think the patterns of the deer in terms of where they would go to have water or get water for the day was dependent on like an alpha deer or, you know, this main deer that, pe- that the other deer would follow. And for years that was the idea that this one deer made the choice for the rest of the herd and the herd followed. And they had this guy that did this extensive research and he literally discovered through just, you know, hours of just videotaping these deer herds, that it was, if there was a hundred deer, that it wasn't one deer, it was, the deers at different times would look up and look towards a watering hole. And one time, let's say 20, 30 kind of look up and look towards one watering hole and they keep eating. And then throughout the day, maybe five or ten, look up and look at a different watering hole and then they keep eating. And it was at the point, The tipping point that 51, literally, he said, you know, whatever it was out of the but when it reached over half the herd, that at the same moment they all looked up and looked toward the same watering hole, that's when movement happened and they just went like crazy to that watering hole. But it was at that point that the mass herd, 1% more than half of them looked in the same direction, that movement was
1: automatic. Yes, yeah. and I think that is exactly what happens to us in our groups, in our communities, and in ourselves. When we think about all the messages we send ourselves. Right. And so many of them are conflicting messages. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yes, I can, no, you can't.
2: Yes, you can, no, I can't.
1: And so it makes sense that, I mean, when we talk about our spiritual practices we talk about you know the the real benefit of meditation only shows up when you've been doing meditation on a regular basis, and then you don't do it and you realize you're still you're so much calmer because your body has been trained to respond in a certain way, even if you skip a day or two, and with affirmations you know that we say them or a few. Uh, a couple of months ago when you were doing the fear-to-faith process and using the mm,
2: 70, 70, times
1: 70 times a day times seven days, um, using an affirmation or a prayer over and over and over out loud. And it's that, yeah, you're overcoming what up till now has been 100% mm-hmm. of what you have thought by bombarding your subconscious with, oh, no, no, this is the way it is now. Oh no no, and you might be confused, but let me let me yeah. clear it up for you. It's a new day, you know. This is what's important to me. This is what I believe. I know you're thinking something else, but no, no. This let me you know, let me assure you, this is where I'm coming from now. Right. And I I mean I know this. I know this. Right. And I don't do it consistently all the time with
2: everything when an issue comes up. And there's where the inner conflict comes in.
1: Absolutely.
2: If you didn't know it, you wouldn't even be in a
1: conflict, <laughs> right? So. Exactly. Whatever story I'm telling myself would be just fine because it'd be like, yes, absolutely,
2: that's the way it is. And so it's strange, you know, that whole ignorance bliss kind of idea. But I really think that that, um, you know, that's one step towards the goal when we're when we're aware of the conflict. Certainly on the right path. Sometimes I think that awareness. What did I say one time? Awareness without action is hell.
0: <laughs> because yeah. if we
2: don't get into action once we're aware, yeah. we really are in some sort of vortex of
1: something bad
2: because now we know what we know. Right.
1: And we know better or we know a better is not necessarily the right word, but we know a different way of being. Right. And we don't go there. Right. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and then come back and
0: continue this conversation on conflict.
1: to say yes to spirit encouraging you on your spiritual path and we're talking today about conflict which very quickly went into (laughs) inner conflict which makes sense because in talking about crisis last week I think we did bring up a lot of conflict between us and other people Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so today we've been focusing on inner conflict um, what causes it? What to do about it? And
2: you have a devotion for us? I do, and I was thinking, <clears throat> looking for a devotion this morning about conflict. I thought, I don't what I always look for one with the title, you know, of the title. <laughs> I'm like, I don't see one named t- conflict. we will be one? But there was one named surrender. So the title mm-hmm. of this is surrender. Surrender, Leslie. The words from my spiritual teacher washed over me like warm water. Can it really be that simple? Don't I need to pray, meditate, do some spiritual ritual to resolve, understand, and fix the issue? As the day passed, questions and ideas rattled through my mind. I took no action but to say, surrender, Leslie, surrender, Leslie, surrender, Leslie. By day's end, I felt the warm water water of my teacher's words within my soul. They soothed, they released, they relieved. By nightfall, I was at peace. I have a hunch God is able to more easily flow through me when I surrender. When I am busy doing to get an answer, solution, or resolution to an issue, I may be blocking the very energy I seek to gain. Twelve-step programs say let go and let God. Yesterday I was reminded when I let go and surrender, I am really just making room for God to go into action. I love it. I always wait for you to say that. I need that affirmation. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's a key, in a conflict of surrendering, making that the thing,
1: right? Especially, right, that one of the most important actions that I can take is to surrender. Yes. So it's not a conflict with what we were saying before the break about, you know, just making the decision won't make it happen. So making the decision and then taking action that supports that decision is critical. And sometimes we can't move to actions that support the new direction until we surrender all of our, you know, brain-driven, ego-driven, I could do this, I could do this, Mm -hmm. well, I need to call this person, I need to take this, I need to, you know, box Mm -hmm. this up, I mean. And we have all this whole list of 30 things we must do that came from us and mostly from our brain. So sometimes it is like, no, I need to surrender this. And then in meditation or envisioning, see what comes forth as the path for me to take or the the people, the type of people for me to align with.
2: And I wonder if in the surrendering, if I am really accepting what is and I think until I accept what is I can't move out into what will be and so as I try to you know come up with the next solution in my head I'm not fully accepting what is and and, and so then the conflict is just kind of regurgitating like a cow cud you know when they eat their food and they throw it up and they save it for later
0: wasn't that a good example
2: so I'm trying to <laughs> It <laughs> just came to mind because that's what I'm doing. I'm like, uh, I've got this thing that I'm trying to resolve and I think I have to come up with this answer. And then I think that's not a good enough answer, so I swallow that and then I you know, throw it back up again and I try to come up with another answer. I think this is a really good metaphor for me because it's that disturbing. But if I just surrender to what is and accept, Here's the situation, then I can actually move on and whatever flows out of that acceptance or that surrender then can become almost it becomes more I don't know powerful is not the right word, but it, 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 it's like it's like that moment when the fifty foot first deer looks up, the action just becomes automatic. It's not something difficult or forceful or throwing up gross like I'm there. I understand it. I'm I there, totally yeah.
1: understand <laughs> it. I don't even give you that, that it's really good. I just realized that because I'm coming off, I'm, you know, weaning myself from a week where I've been really oh, sick. sorry about that. The idea of, yeah, cows, like, eating and throwing up and then saving it for later to eat again is just a little... <laughs> a little too graphic for me since I've had my own little experience this week of not being able to keep food down. Oh, my, my. But once I just release that, (sighs) release that, that. and come into the moment and just listen to what you're saying, it's (laughs) like,
2: yeah, that's a really good metaphor. It really is. And, you know, it is interesting, my tolerance for inner conflict I mean, I have a high tolerance for inner conflict. And it's almost like I wear it like a badge, you know. I can sustain and withhold, with, you know, I can really, you know, this kind of inner conflict would put poor old Sally Sue asunder. But no, not me. Look at me. I'm stronger. I'm better. I'm something else. That's really sad, isn't it? That's really sad. That <laughs> <laughs> I find joy in being the most screwed up. Oh, yeah. that I can still function that I can still function so highly yes and that no one would know you know do you ever watch that show The Hoarders no
1: like, I, go, I've oh. heard about it but I've never watched oh.
2: it see you know, those people are kind of like my idols because you see they're like functioning they're like nurses
0: doctors oh, like out in the lawyers out in the
2: world and then you go behind the door in their house and oh my goodness oh my goodness and see that. That's like a champion something that is so screwed up on so many levels. I mean, you know Well, just... I don't I think
1: well, I don't watch T V hardly at all anyway. But I think if I did watch T V then I would not be able to watch that show because actually <laughs> my mother would oh, have been
2: she? Yeah. Oh. So
1: that you know, I grew up in a house that that the majority of the house would qualify for any show on hoarding wow. today, and yes, my mother would go out and you know be the church. People so would never loved by so many people.
0: Interesting,
1: and you know had some real issues going on um, underneath. And, yeah, beneath behind the behind the curtain, and. Um, And and her way of dealing with those issues was really you know resulted in hoarding and you know and so yeah I probably wouldn't be able to watch the show because I it would trigger too much for me right right too many things that I think I've healed and I want to I want to believe
2: they're healed that's right no need to go right, no and need I, yeah, to test yeah, it yeah. like I'll once you. a week
1: by watching a show oh yeah
0: that's people. right
2: that's
1: right yeah so although I guess that would be the real test could I watch the show and not have a whole lot of stuff triggered be detached including judging the people who are on the show
2: it's really no fun if you don't judge them though <laughs> that's, that's, the that's why I don't watch TV <laughs> I see I it, I don't like uh, And you know, the judgment, is self-judgment, that's a big payoff for me too. And I think there's a lot, um, there's a lot of meat to the idea that the inner conflict becomes the thing that reinforces the inner conflict. And, and it really that, when you said that, that's really, I think, the profound something. And then so how does saying Ooh. yes to spirit Get us out of that. Go ahead. So, saying yes to spirit gets us out of that because if we know that,
1: that the inner conflict then reinforces and finds things to reinforce it. Right. If we say yes to spirit and we focus on that, Uh then our inner self is going to find things to reinforce it because that's just the way that everything works. Whatever it is we really believe, whatever it whatever it is that we pay attention to, whatever it is that we spend our currency of time and thought on, uh-huh. is what our ego and the universe looks to reinforce. So, right. if we know it works on things we don't want, uh-huh. Uh-huh. why don't we just use the what's natural? To reinforce the things we do want, because
2: no, I'm deeply ill. Would that be the answer? No,
1: that's not be the answer. <laughs> no, the answer would be
2: because we're human. Oh yeah, I, I like the deeply and ill. And we
1: all do, that. and we all do that at one level or another.
2: You know, it's interesting. I, um, I have a gal that I, a woman that I've been working with for a while, and she has been really committed to um, an unhealthy affair and her, she had an affair in the marriage and then the affair ended but she's more in love with the the man that she had the affair with and kind of going back and forth and wanting to restart the affair and just this real inner turmoil. And I kept suggesting that affirmations If every time she started thinking about him, it was really her true desires to have the marriage work. So if, she, if that's true, then, you know, the action would be you got to get the other guy out of the mind and out of the marriage to give the marriage a chance. So suggesting every time, say the affirmation. And we would get into these kind of texting battles where she would say, I just can't fill up my mind with an affirmation every second of every day. I mean, it's just natural that my mind would turn to him because I'm in love with him and I need to be with him. And I'm like, well, but the very second that that starts, you can start the affirmation. And, yes, it might take, you know, a thousand times, two thousand times. It might literally be that you just sit on the bed and just do the affirmation all day. And it's been about two or three months. And this last week, she finally got, you know, in enough pain, unfortunately, that she said, okay, I'm going to try this affirmation thing. And I swear to God, within three days, it's like her whole life has shifted. And as I'm hearing her say, this is amazing. I'm telling myself, why don't I do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my golly. Oh What's wrong with me? I really like,
1: you know, really, I'm in this fabulous experience. Oh, oh, I are like all guilty of that. I'm not
2: bitter, but, and you know, I,
1: I'm happy for her. No, Right, but it's that question of, wait, so I know I this. I know this. I can coach someone else to do it. I can help someone else do it. Why am I not doing it in my own life? And and I'm laughing because, okay, so I'm like, you know, days away or weeks away from finishing practitioner training,
2: ah, you know, right. a weeks
1: away from being licensed. And every time I pray for someone or, you know, every time I'm in a conversation, almost every time, that's designed to help someone else, mm-hmm. I have that, you know, that same thing of, oh, yeah, I need to be doing this, whatever Mm -hmm. I'm advising them to do. Or, wow, if I would just do that, you know, I'm talking to them about issue A, Mm -hmm. but I'll, you know, sit back and go, oh, well, if I would apply that same process to my issue, which is Mm -hmm. issue B,
0: -hmm.
1: oh, I could have those same kind of results, couldn't I? And then it's like, yeah, you could. And sometimes, often, Mm -hmm. I then do that. But there are still those times when it's like, okay, what is this really about? What, what is this inner, inner conflict? conflict?
2: Right, that continues to What be is it.
1: this inner conflict? Why am I still more attached to what I don't want than what I do want? Is it comfort? Is it habit? Is it fear? Is it
2: Doubt, what is it? Here's another philosophical bantering thought that has always been kind of a conflict for me. As a therapist, I want to figure out what is it. And I'm trained in helping other people figure out what is it. And it's interesting to me. The what is it trail is very curious to me. Well, tell me about this, and then tell me about that. And I just am fascinated by the what is it. And then the spiritual side of me says, you know, the transformation, I don't have to know what it is. I just have to believe that it's different.
1: You just have to choose what you want.
2: Right. And so it seems to me that those two things sometimes, that seems like that is in conflict. But I think for myself and my own resolution is sometimes that transformative spiritual experience demands a more... No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that it demands. Okay, and this it,
0: is
1: coming from someone no, whose no, greatest dream in life is to be a
2: mystic. Uh, yes, and to have the Eckhart, totally wake up one morning and be done. So no, and I don't believe don't that. And you don't ever again. have
1: to know it again. But you've been trained right. in life, in socialization through our oh, culture, right. and in all of your education as a therapist, oh, this one. that you should in that your intellect has right. It must be logical. Mm-hmm. And your intellect and your mind your not your mind
2: but your brain mm-hmm. must be able to figure out the thread how to connect the dots. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having it be all about me today, I'm feeling that's true. And that's an inner conflict. Because my heart knows that it doesn't have to matter, doesn't matter. Just it's of it? That's all I light. And that's another interesting thing. If you have not seen the movie "I Am," and it's playing in your show in your city, you should really consider seeing it. Because another thing it showed was studies showing that it's not the brain that takes the first impulse; it literally is the heart. Yeah. Cause, can you describe that? You saw it. Didn't you, the, the, the. Did you see the movie? I did. And what do you call we the showed, EKG?
1: EKG. The EKG where you're seeing the the graph, uh, to right. display, the printout of the rhythm, <clears throat> the rhythm of your of your heartbeat.
2: All right. And so, where the little thing when it goes up, it's the heart beating, and then the little <laughs> tiny things in between. Mm-hmm. The study shows that the, and see, I don't know what the name of them, but the little tiny things in between actually when studied and and looked at in terms of um, trends, the little tiny things in between are an intuitive indicator of fear, joy, happiness, all the emotions. Two, three seconds before the actual event happened in the person's world, the heartbeat showed a different rhythm that could be, that could be charted with consistency, you know, this half an inch or this third of an inch. And so it showed for the first time, according to this film, you know, these studies are showing that it's not the brain or the mind that takes the lead in our emotional well being, it truly is the heart. And I think for me, that was really powerful to figure out that. You know, that intuition, that spirit side, when I think of intuition or spirit, I think more of my heart. And I think that is in line with what I truly believe, but that, like you say, my education, my background, my outer experience has led me to say, you know, there has to be an intellectual thread. You have to go back to the time Daddy locked you in the closet when you were two years old, and it all stems from that. Right, and then we can
1: <clears throat> create this trail, and once you understand it, right. you'll have such deep awareness that <laughs> you will change your action.
2: Right, you'll be free of it. <laughs>
0: <That's> right, <no. laughs> See,
2: we could wipe out an entire industry. We don't really want to have people believing that they can just go out there and have transformation without going to therapy first. It'd be like that John Lennon show. Imagine.
1: <laughs> well, I want people to believe both. <laughs> But there are times when it is really helpful to understand on a human plane the human building blocks that got you to where you are. Oh, I like that.
2: Something and like that delineation. Go ahead. And
1: that there are plenty of other times where, you know, it's like, well, why do you need to understand Who that? cares it's why I got here? Now yeah. I need to get out of the swamp. Right, and and let's just focus on what you want and not spend all this time looking back at what you had. Right. Because, um, you know, you
2: can have whatever you want. Let's go there. It is such a curious thing, isn't it, this thing we call life? In terms of spiritual practices that help us kind of step out of the inner conflict and into the spiritual truth of who we are, Spiritual practices would be number one. I'm thinking I
1: meditation, always, affirmation, yeah, both are yes, easy. the ones
2: that we say. I keep thinking I need to invent a new spiritual practice so that you know it seems. But again, isn't that curious? You know, really, it is that simple. If you just do well, the same thing over and over again, well,
1: you, you and I, I think. Actually, on this, especially in the context of inner conflict, uh-huh. I think it's really critical that we use the spiritual practice of um, assisted prayer, of asking for, you know, a minister, a practitioner, a chaplain, a friend, to um, to pray and or Counsel. I think mean, this is a place where when we have inner conflict, why is it that we expect that, you know, we got ourselves into that?
0: Mm-hmm. How do
1: we, why do we expect that we can get ourselves out of it without an external perspective? So, um, and it's the same thing that we tell people on the, from a psychology point of view that, you know, so there's a couple, and they are considering divorce, and they're not able to resolve issues, and we say to them, you know, the two of you have a dynamic that you have created together. You each have your own issues, and you have a dynamic that now is the way you interact. You need a neutral third party to help you resolve that, someone who can look at what you're doing, ask you different questions than you would ask yourself, Uh and help you uncover that. I think on a spiritual level, when we have inner conflict, especially if it's on big things or it's been going on a long time, the best thing that we can do is not think we can just pray it away ourselves, but to use a minister or a counselor or a... Practitioner or a prayer partner, someone else who we trust to hold our spiritual truth and to guide us or to help us navigate from a spiritual perspective. And I'm saying this so strongly because I'm really talking to myself. Ah. That, oh, okay, so why am I not more consistently, why am I not committed to... You know, having someone else really help me navigate. Right. You know these challenges around money and revenue, and part of it is because it's around money and revenue. I'm thinking I can't pay them right now. Ah. So it's like immediately that that was the oh no well you can't do that because you need to be able to pay them.
2: I thought you practitioners had to work for free or a love offering. Isn't that part of the deal? <laughs> was I wrong? And I went to my practitioners, Let's that I not can't change
0: the subject.
2: <laughs> it's interesting though that's right, and you know then the conflict then that becomes part of the action though getting yeah. that other person well, involved
1: right, and that exactly that's taking the action, and that's interesting for me, having that insight um too, because I know if there were a, a different kind of inner conflict that I would not hesitate. To go huh. speak out that external support, and I have done that on this, you know, on that, on this particular issue, but not, but episodically.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. You
1: know, and big picture, this is what I'm holding. You know, this is the direction I'm going in, but using, you know, a consistent trend To help shift, you know, that Mm -hmm. message, Mm -hmm. that inner message, I think is critical. And we need help to do that. And we don't
2: always think of counseling or prayer partners Mm -hmm. or support as a spiritual practice. Yeah, I like that because I like thinking of something different. And I do think that that is really true, the prayer partner and just the ritual of that. Like I'm in a sangha and, you know, or to do treatments or prayers for each other every day, and I and I go in and out of consistently doing that. And the times when I really am engaged in that, praying for my sangha partners and letting them, you know, shifting does happen. Right. So asking for help. Asking for help is a spiritual practice. I like that. Yeah. Receiving
0: yes.
1: help of those is of those people in our lives. Is definitely a spiritual practice. So we are at the end of conflict, which we probably should relist as inner conflict. That's
2: interesting. Great
1: show. And uh, next week our theme is hope.
2: Oh, that. I'll come back to that.
1: (laughs) So uh, thanks for joining us for Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And in the meantime, during the next week, please visit us at com and or ReclaimJoy.com. Until then, say say yes yes to to spirit.